Welcome to the Creative Curious Podcast. On this show, we explore life through ideas, conversations, and uh, stories. Today on the show, I well, first off, I want to address something. We have not been gone for two weeks. We actually had two fire podcasts last week. So let me just give you a little insight on those. They're, those are actually recorded, and they're going to be coming at y'all uh next week so i have one with daniel owen and we did it on old dead guy books so uh y'all should get really excited for that that one was incredible the the second one uh was or actually before was with swat team specialist and uh gang organized Mm. crime detective um what was was his name again ryan ryan jones ryan jones why did i forget his name um (laughs) but yeah so uh, we believe that glorifying God is the purpose of our lives, and actually that we couldn't even take that glory. So as we like put it on to God, when we put the glory on to God, we're actually sparing, or God is sparing us from like our own destruction because we can't handle that. Uh, on the show today, I have Hunter Laura, right? Is that how you say it? <laughs> he says he's not going to tell me how to pronounce it because I'll never get it right. Um we have Hunter Laura. We had some technical issues, uh, but we got it fixed, and now we're on a little bit late. Uh, but Hunter is an artist. He's playing the ukulele right now. Um, he uh, does some worship leading at Mount Valley Fellowship, mm. and you are also a full-time missionary like a few other people that we've had on here. Yeah. But today we're going to be talking about God, the heart God has for artists and just like everything associated with that because there is like so many giftings in that but there's also a lot of like hardships that come from that yeah. as well so welcome on the show <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks bailey i don't <laughs> i can't even i can't even with you right now yeah but uh oh you know what i should do first you need to talk into the mic as well <laughs> yeah hold on just had to get this away and we're also gonna this is not asmr we don't want any branding getting in the way, mm. of course. Right. Unless it's H-E-B, then it's okay. <laughs> H-E-B is the best. That's right. I worked there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for about a year. So Hunter said he's going to troll me on this episode <laughs> and that he was my our viewership was going to lower by, by 100% or something like that. Yeah, well, I just said that, you know, nobody would be safe from this podcast that it's going out there but you know essentially i'm a guest and i'm in your home and i want to honor you too yes as we talk about the lord and as we talk about being a christian artist whatever that means Mm. um but yeah we could jump right and pull that mic a little bit further in front of you there can i scoot over yeah you can sure just so like i'm uncomfortable just a little bit (laughs) is that that good yeah that's great so let's just jump into it um so you do worship leading, and overall, you've you've made uh, music albums, more of like an alternative rock uh, yeah. album. Yeah. Before that, but you haven't really made. There's that dang fly. You haven't made anything since then, um, since that. But you're always making uh, different forms of art. Yeah. Um, yes. When I swear, I told you he Mike Pence is me. <laughs> I, uh, I I do make all different kinds of art um and right now most of those are for me the lord and my friends Mm. and there's notes folders like this one open right now is called lyrics with a z of course 
and then I have a folder for poems. And then like sometimes I transfer them to journals sure, and stuff like that. Um, so let's talk about the, the overall concept of like what it's like to be a Christian and be a creative. Mm-hmm. And then I would love to just jump into some of the stuff you got right there. And then we could just break down some of your uh, abstract thoughts, I guess, uh, on the topic. So what do you think God's heart is for the creative? In, and where do you see... You know, you mentioned uh, artisans in the Bible before. Mm-hmm. Can you can you kind of take me through that and, and oh, yeah. how, how that relates? Yeah. Without getting weird or like feeling like we're transcending anything, let's, let's keep it grounded. Because uh, if you think about it, um, this whole thing is a work of art. Mm. Um, and we are works of art. Uh, we're God's workmanship, right? So when I started this study or like thinking about it, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to look at the word art throughout the Bible. Sure. I'm going to look at music. I'm going to look at like crafting, whatever it might be. Um, specifically for me, like, um, I don't know if I'm that all interested, like with the music aspect of it. Um, whenever I'm looking through the Bible to see like what God's calls for the artist, because you find that they're really specific. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have a tendency to say it's the arts and that encompasses so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but throughout here there, are, you know, we actually use the words like he's an artist and a, a craft, like he made stuff. Um, they're skilled with loot or stuff like that. And then later, like Paul actually talks about the Greeks being like, like when it talks about art, um, I forgot the word it was that I looked up, but it was talking about the arts that they use to make, um, idols, you know, mm. like in the temples. Um, but to try to like start big and get smaller we're works of art. This is a work of art. Sure. The, what are the, what are the Psalms? You know, there's songs mm. and there's poetry in the Bible. And so there's like a, there's a lyrical flow to a lot of, um, the books in the Bible. And if they're not, um, they're great narratives and some of them are dramatic mm. and even things that Jesus does like heightens the things that like he's explaining with drama mm. and withering a fig tree and like seeing all these things like condensed in time and space, like them happening before people's eyes is crazy or like the prophet ezekiel like doing all these like outrageous things like in front of folks like to demonstrate Mm. like what god is showing the people like it's all there Mm. it's all there and like there's no hiding that um it's more than just art for art's sake um there's also the idea of uh creating things right so god is a creator and since we're made in his image therefore obviously like this is like you know this like we're also creators too and so that just kind of like flows out of like all that we do um, for better or for worse. Like that is our tendency. You know, we express, we create. Do you think everyone has that tendency deep down or like obviously people are created with different aptitudes and, mm-hmm. and different purposes and things like that. But do you think deep down we all have like we all want to tell a story. We all want to like make something or create something. But some people are just kind of more in tune with that than others. No, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> not at all. No, um, in some shape or form, everybody's a creator. I know that that might sound a little lackluster. Nobody has like the little, uh, <laughs> nobody's got the uh, occupation that's just like creator. Like I have a sign, right? Creator, <laughs> right. and that's Except God, of course. Yes, that is true. <laughs> there we go. He is creator. And that is a big deal, actually. That is a big deal that he's creator. Mm. Um, but like for each one of us individually, 
the let's say the um the engineer um so in my small group it was mostly engineers um when i was in someone in small group my small group leader's name was james and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he mike pinched it bro, bro. I'm oh out. peter foster I'm on the, the on the youtube comments what's up oh, and then peter. jackson cortez on periscope love you peter what's up, what's up jackson? Hey, jackson god bless you as well yeah dude that boy peter is that the guy that raps Jackson? I don't think so. Who's Jackson? That yeah, I know. That's Jackson Ward. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's great. I, I like him. He's on the podcast. Yes. What was you asking me? Um, I was asking you, like, you were talking about your engineering friend. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. So, like, Matt Cohn, who also does the internship, right? Mm. Engineering mindset. And, and he'll say it, too. Like, he never thought that we would be friends. Mm. Um, but now we do the internship together. And, you know the mind of anybody that looks at something like that has to be in some way, shape or form like creative and the studies, right. every study that produces something that like you go to college for, it's all coming from something that's creative. And so like I wrote earlier, like something super simple. That is just that. <laughs> Guys, Sorry about this. We're, this fly is going crazy we're gonna catch him here in a little bit okay continue yeah. why don't we have him on the show Bailey? <laughs> and i'll get lost okay we need to hear his testimony yeah he's in tifa bro he's working cameras right now <laughs> little punk uh the art is <laughs> sorry so you, you're saying <laughs> yeah you're I was. saying uh I was. he never thought you two would be friends but you know if anybody yeah because i'm but a liberal there, arts there is in creativity within engineering there is there is there's absolutely everywhere and so like we established that to some degree everybody is a little creator mm. um they just do whether it is a nicely cut sandwich that looks aesthetically pleasing for the gram mm. or um a rembrandt you know painting right um everyone in some way should perform as creative but, you know, me, I, I was in liberal arts, you know, I studied English for five years. And, um, but like the thing about that, or like when you, when you're in that kind of study and my intern friends will, um, back me up on this, you know, Hunter's the, the, the artist mm. or the artisty guy. And you know what? There's no hiding it anymore. Today I'm being truthful. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm the emotional <laughs> artist. Um, unapologetically speaking. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I wrote down yesterday, just to simplify whatever you see, like going through the Bible or whatever it is, um, art anywhere is skill and ideas. Mm. So the idea, because you have to think of something before it's produced and then the actual production of it. Cause if it's not actually produced, it's just good thinking, you know? Mm. And normally people don't just like make something without having thought of it. Uh, like, oh, wow, there's a, there's a masterpiece right there. Sure. Don't know where that came from. Does it make sense? Yeah, totally. So, like, the idea is that, oh, the idea, uh, art is both an idea and skill. And what do we work with, like, throughout the entire Bible, whatever it is, has to do with man's nature. It's, like, ideas and actions. And these things encompass, like, a lot of what we do. If man's nature is twisted or if he has the tendency to choose wrong uh the ways that he express expresses himself comes out just like he is and sure. that so um because a lot of times there's there's a 
lot of darkness in art mm-hmm. that we see nowadays. Mm-hmm. It really popular art too. You look at, uh, you know, uh, what is that one artist? She wears like the upside down crosses. She's like oh, super wow. young but popular. Uh, she do she like has like green hair sometimes. Somebody pretty. Some of the viewers will be able to help us out. <laughs> I, I know that some of you guys know. What is her name? Help us out. I don't know, but uh, she she has like very demonic stuff in there, totally. and doesn't even know it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it's just an expression of like what's inside, I guess. Well, yeah, and you know, like throughout my life, um, and it depends on where you're from and what you end up doing. But sometimes you encounter people with the idea that, um, like, we just kind of, like, look at art or stuff that's weird to us, mm. and we immediately, like, like gross, or that's stupid, or whatever. And I was that kind of kid growing up that, like, I enjoyed a few types of things, but the kind of people that I was around um, at school, um, things like that, didn't like the same things as me. Mm. And But I felt more... Uh, attachment to those the ways of expression like the music that I like that was a big thing um, I've been playing music for about 10 years 10 or 11 years and um, since having picked up the guitar I always explored musical artists mm. and even before that um, and I made a lot of the distinction between me and others just like by musical taste and it's not just like you know what kind of records do you have you know let me judge you is that Creed uh, but like you know it was more like you listen to the music and it's a reflection of your lifestyle. So, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, I, I think people judge each other off music quite a bit. You like, look, <laughs> I'm going to catch that guy. If you do it, I'll be impressed. You get all the money in my wallet right now. Yeah. I'm saying that. Yeah, for real. So dude, go into that a little bit more. Cause you, you did mention emotional. And I, I think a lot of artists have this like emotional appeal mm-hmm. or, or emotional, like, insides really like they're connected with their emotions they're you know it's almost to a fault sometimes you know yeah what what was that like you know because you mentioned in high school being attached to these like modalities Mm -hmm. of that's good of expressing yourself yeah and you know you're coming into college and you're being sanctified by the holy spirit you encounter jesus Mm -hmm. in a way that you never had before and then you're being changed explain that process yeah (laughs) you're so funny bailey (laughs) uh i just want to i just want to say that i was in uh i was doing some worship leading um before i really um before i really understood how to walk with god um having looked back I realized that uh living out those dreams even though like they were things talents that god had given me um, I did not know how to use them. Mm-hmm. And I think God's work and a lot of um, his priority when having a relationship with us is like, hey, I like, I've got good things for you. I also want to teach you how to handle them. So it's being holy before you can like really express these gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like generously, like... Because the was, gift is just the tool. Yeah. And it's and he mm-hmm. doesn't take gifts back. You know, the Lord doesn't just like, ah, you know, I'm done yeah. with you and this. He doesn't do that. Um, and but mercifully had shown me like this was your attitude and ego on the worship stage like when you were younger and seeing that now i uh i understood that man even trying to live my dreams before i couldn't do it 
like I just I wasn't the kind of guy I, I didn't like that dude that was mm. like on stage like for a while mm. but speaking to the like emotional aspect of like writing music um, and also what I think that like God intends uh, for music to be is that uh, there's um, music is powerful and has the ability to appeal to the emotions and a lot of other things too um, and change our thoughts our attitudes dispositions um, look at Saul uh, God sent a distressing spirit on him and he was unrepentant all right and then they went and got David to play um, on the loop for him you know and it was crazy like reading it because here's somebody like who's talented in music like playing before Saul and that distressing spirit would leave whenever he would play and I think it had more to do not like with just the music that itself but that God had prepared somebody with a heart for him to come before this guy that was growing bitter day by day mm. and see this guy play music um, for the Lord, like unto the Lord. And, you know, David didn't have Hillsong. And so <laughs> he, uh, you know, like the, the, what he played was different, but uh, nonetheless, like it was unto the Lord, right? And it was sanctified. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I know. <laughs> and he's handling all your equipment, like, I don't trust this guy. Check this out over here. Um, Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's kind of funny because we're like, oh, we need to consume worship music all the time. When you get in the car, put on the worship music. It's like back in the day, they didn't they didn't have iPods, you know, iPhones. They didn't have Spotify. Spotify top. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The things that were like, oh, this is so important to the walk. Yeah. Walk like get the best worship music. Just and it is. I mean, we do live in a different time, but it's it's kind of funny. Like. Back then, it was just a whole nother thing. Yeah. Dude, I think it's kind of funny how, like, um, like worship, like, as a, as a genre is, like, there's, like, a worship culture. Then there are things, other aesthetically, like, appealing things that are attached to that. Like, what do you think of when you think of, like, worship leader? Mm. Some tight pants. All right. Perhaps some leather shoes <sighs> or, or, or sporty shoes. At least in know? the charismatic move, movement. You know, whatever it might be. <laughs> like, you've seen me wear them. You know what I'm talking about. Um, think so. do, you, do you think that's uh, you think that's just an expression of being an artist as well? Because like, most of the time, music is associated with other artistic things, and dress is usually um, in, in that. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, the punk rock dress is different than the rap artist in a certain way. Like their distinctions, just like they can, um, kind of hipster, kind of. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. If you call yourself a hipster, does that mean you're no longer a hipster? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it has to be bestowed <laughs> on you like a crown, and that started with me in high school, and I didn't like it. Mm. And you know, I wasn't really that much of a hipster. I just uh, there wasn't a whole lot of people like that I thought were like myself. Yeah, um, but. When you attach music to, to anything and everything that follows, like you could make movements. But the idea for music, um, kind of tying it into the last question, is not only to like appeal to the emotions or to, to turn this way or that way. And the whole thing of art is not just to like emphasize, like, I have a point to say, so I'm using my art to mm. do it. But um, there's supposed to be like a reflection of truth mm. and beauty. And God, is God is a fan of beauty. <laughs> I, okay, like building the temples or um, in Exodus 31, um, when he pours out his spirit on these artisans to make the tabernacle, right? Like 
God likes beautiful things and he makes beautiful things too. And having the eyes to see like the kingdom, like being born again and being able to like see God's heart uh, is important for the artist, uh, even as a Christian artist, because they can so easily get wrapped up in art as my expression of myself. And while that might be true, like you are using your expressions and your experiences to talk about um, whatever's going on inside. But even deeper than that, uh, the Christian has a hope that is unlike the rest of the world. The Christian has a relationship and a privilege that the rest of the world doesn't understand. And it's therefore the Christian artist's job to show through whatever medium they use that there are truths about God, um, that God is beautiful, fun, and creative, um, that he's not rigid and manic. And, you know, even sometimes within like, Christian music that does appeal to the emotions are hard times. There's a tendency for us to stay in the dark place. And I've done that too. Like, and I've been there. Um, but it's never a place you want to stay if you are actively making music for like, you know, if you have fans. And you probably have seen it as much as I have, that there are some Christian artists like like any Christian, um, Christian writers, guys that we've read, guys that we don't read, that have started off well but did not finish well. And at some point they walked away mm. and they leave behind these songs that you wonder, what was that for? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like, what do you mean? Like you're, you're telling me you wrote this song. This is a faucet of God that like, this is mm. something of God that I'm seeing. And now I, I feel like I understand it. Mm. And then you walked away. Why? And like these things that they leave behind, um, sometimes I, I believe that the Lord just like uses it anyway. It's like you wrote it. Um, but it's no longer yours because God's used it to change people's lives, um, your music in some way, shape, or form. But um, about the about the Christian artists, it's just like recently I have seen like some Christian artists get really, really weird, mm. and I've just had to to step away um, from that because if there are no guidelines, we're just kind of like regular artists, you know, making whatever we want, right. uh, you know, doing things that are kind of weird yeah. absurd so do you think it's bad do you think it's bad to be a christian uh, a musician that happens to be christian or do you <laughs> think if you're christian you kind of you should it should be an expression of the hope that you have within mm-hmm. and like this truth that you live by that like that is your life is god this this expression is but an expression of all this like peace that is already found within yeah you know is it bad to like because you know for for a moment it's like what what you said the guys that fall off like lecrae kind of just started making secular music for a second made an album and then he's like wait what am i doing and he went back yeah and then you have some like you know i'm more familiar with uh, christian hip-hop more than uh like this the stories behind the artists yeah, you were a full-on rapper, aren't you, Bailey? <laughs> you could say that. Um, but, I mean, I have rapped on here. I, I liked freestyling. Dang. I just haven't really put wow. something together. I I need produ- more producers around me and people that want to really yeah. craft something excellent because I'm very creative, so I want to, you know, I want to make something new. I don't want to just, like, put a beat on and, duh, 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 you know? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is king, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boom. But there's some like Christian rappers mm-hmm. that like they don't rap about the gospel. 
Hmm. They just rap and then they they're like, "You want to hate on me, but I'm doing better than you." Yeah, and Jesus on my side. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like um well, I think it's there's the one thing is intention mm-hmm. is that you're making music with intention or that you're podcasting with intention. Yeah. Like everything that you do and and I'll ask you a question in a minute. And sure. the second thing I want to say is that like if you're a Christian who has been born again, and you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, um the Holy Spirit gives us power to witness. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and God pours out His Spirit in Exodus 31, like the way before, like you would imagine like, oh, the Holy Spirit's there, but He is. And He's being poured out on artisans and mm. skilled people who are going to build the tabernacle, right? And on specific people too. Like God says the names of the people in there. And um, so like there's this idea that if you are um, like a Christian, like you can follow a formula to like make a... Um, whatever it is that you want. If you're trying to make alternative Christian music, whatever, or worship music um, corporately, you know. Um, but I believe, like, the Holy Spirit emboldens us and gives us power to witness, like, through music, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no different, especially if at the core of it, it's like, why am I expressing myself? Why express myself at all? Um, is it because I'm screaming out <laughs> into the dark? Like, am I shouting into the abyss? Or is is someone listening? And it's not even the fans. It's not even the people. Uh, it's not even the friends, although you will share those and mm. you will hope. I hope that this um, edifies the body. But it's also, why is it, you know, it's to the Lord, mm. obviously. And I know that that's kind of like an obvious thing, like, duh, it's worship music. <laughs> but like, really, though, um, it's it's to the Lord. Yeah. And it's not it's not boring. It's like, Lord, I'm going to celebrate this thing that I've learned whether it's the hope in the dark places or not, whether it's something new about you, whether it's something you've shown me about my friends, whether it's a love song. I remember like a few years ago, I lived with Michael and Luke and uh, I was talking with Mike, Mike Medusia. And um, I don't remember how we, we got to the conversation, but he was basically telling me, he was like, you know, like, if you write um, a love song, it's not necessarily a worship song. Like if you wrote, wrote a love song, um, how, that should still speak volumes because of your relationship with Jesus. It's like the mm. world might write their secular love songs. Um, and, but, but will they, you know, like, will they like stand the test of time um, versus like, you mm. knowing God and still writing a love song, you know, mm. but that's still in like, there's so many secular artists though, that their songs have stood the test of time. But that is like, I think because God still kind of shows up in these, yeah. most unexpected places which yeah. i'm not saying like hey go out and buy all the secular music try to find god but i am saying that like these people seeing from like what they have in their depths and if they're genuine and they're honest then you then you will understand right. that and it's it's like you know you have conversations every day that aren't necessarily about god every mm. single one of your conversations aren't necessarily about god but each one of those conversations are an opportunity to be about God. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. In in a similar way, like when you get married, technically in today's society, really in the original, you know, definition, the biblical definition of marriage, there's no, you know, separating the two, but you don't have to like bring up Jesus at all. Like this, the most beautiful weddings I've been to are the ones that like, Hey, we have a special guest tonight and his name's Jesus Christ. And then, they like explain the gospel to everybody mm-hmm. there because obviously families are so dynamic. There's people there that, that don't 
follow Jesus. And then there's people there that do. But it's an opportunity to like give that give that th- plate, that mm-hmm. time that was for you away. Yeah. And I think in a similar way, it's like, it's not necessarily wrong to make secular music, but just know each song that you're making is an opportunity to witness mm-hmm. of God's glory. Yeah. You know? Totally. Do you still write? Are you still writing right now? Like, uh, like, like my blog? Uh, no, like, uh, it's just like lyrics, poetry. Uh, I, yeah, I wrote a poem not too long ago, but I've been more focused on just like my blog writing. Well, actually folks, <laughs> we have it here today. We're going to be reading Bailey's poems, uh, on the show. You have, <laughs> no. I was about to say, I was like, how yeah, did you get that? Caleb sent it in my inbox. Yeah. Do hey, ha- don't bring me into this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything you would like to read though? Um I can I can. Yeah. yeah. For example's sake. Yeah. Um there there is something I, I did. We can save that to later if you want. Uh there is something Max said hunters and gatherers. What's up? Max? <laughs> yeah. Love you Max. Thank you. Um there is I, I did want to ask you about like there you know, Mount Valley does this very well because they rotate everybody as far as worship, yes. announcements, speaking, and all that stuff, which is, yeah. I think is great because something we were talking about before is at our church, it's so cool because it's really like, there. it's not about the hype. Mm. There's no, like, it's not, it's not about, like, status. It's not about yeah. who's this, who's doing that. It's just everybody is like, Bro, like, and I think that goes into why we read old dead guy books, is because we look at these guys that are way grander than like we have ever been, and reading from them and seeing, whoa, like, like these guys affected the world. Yeah, and we're not gonna affect the world by thinking about ourselves all the time. Yeah, and so you do lead worship, you know. What is that? I'm sure it's like a daily battle still trying to take your own self out of it because you're in front of people you're singing using your talents and voice and yes playing the guitar and yeah. whatnot i uh, i will say um first of all it's really cool seeing you devour my utmost for his highest and i also can't wait to hear daniel talk about moral dead guys <laughs> um but uh in the worship sense uh i'm been blessed with a wonderful team and a wonderful family with Mountain Valley and Kai Alpha. Mm. Um, I lead with Amber most of the times at Mountain Valley, and I lead with Catherine uh, for our Wednesday night large groups, right? And both of them um, are just so wonderful. You can you can see the uh, the precious time that they spend with the Lord in private really come out um, during live yeah. worship. <laughs> and, and that is something that I've worked on um, because what I realized is at some point, I didn't want people to see uh, my private time with the Lord because sometimes like it was it was grueling and i had like these wrong ideas about how to get god's attention and so in my own like um private space of being with god like um i I thought i didn't think this really but now looking back i'm like who wants to see a beggar upon the stage you know Mm. like just like begging god to be here and assuming um trying to assume the disposition of yes he will and like trying to these two things are butting heads And so, like, having to learn, I'm like, uh, my audience of one is here tonight. 
and I'm gonna peel back like the layers of what I'm seeing until like I understand that I I'm truly playing for him not to say that the crowd is gone you know I'm not like I'm not going through like and transcending reality <laughs> they're still very much there are they not um but just we the importance has been shifted yeah because I have a different um I have a different role in that moment what I'm trying to do um and and what we should do is like musicians who are leading worship is basically like we're also not trying to appeal to the emotions you know like we're not singing on only the songs that are like god did this for me or like god's gonna like change this but we are basically saying that hey we're gonna usher the presence of god in and we're gonna praise god for who he is because we already know like once he's here like like what he's gonna do like he's gonna move like he always does um and so like we're not gonna rely on like any sort of other means of like you being affected by tonight's worship mm. other than saying that the Holy Spirit is going to be here and I'm going to sing and I'm going to step back so that they don't, they don't care about me. They don't care about my presence here. Um, and I'm not concerned um, necessarily like with their presence affecting me. Um, I'm concerned with like meeting with the Lord. Uh, I guess the only difference is that like I'm on the stage over here and I'm looking this way and you're looking at me. <laughs> right. But, you know, people don't care. They're not, like, bothered yeah. by, like, oh, man, like, he's wearing the skinniest jeans today. Like, <laughs> like that's not a problem. But I've been, uh, I've played at churches that were, you know, like that, you know. Um, and it, I, I won't ever speak ill of them. I just noticed that, like, okay, like, sometimes this is where their minds are. Mm. And it just, it just says, you know, something different. Like, it, it really does take a relationship and a walk with God to say like, okay, I'm going to change my attitudes about some things. You know, I'm not going to be concerned about some things right now. You know, I'm just being concerned mm -hmm. with like meeting with the Lord. And I'm like thinking right now that even you and I have to do that right now. Mm. And like before you do any of these with all the wonderful guests that you have, like that's the main thing. Is it not, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to trying to get out of the way. <clears throat> mm hmm trying to get out of the way but the wonderful thing is that god still wants you there you know yeah. you're just not like let me leave you know like no you're part of it too <laughs> yeah i have to I have to sit down yeah. <laughs> you know um dude i would love to kind of just jump into the kind of emotional aspects of being an artist yeah and loving god and even some of the turmoil times i know we've talked about a little bit i said i might bring some of it up yeah yeah, yeah. um but can you talk about this kind of this last season of your life and, you know, how maybe uh, this kind of I think art sometimes is kind of an awareness of God's creation, mm. like a way that you're seeing truth that yes. other people may not be able to see it. And then being able to recreate that, and yeah. express that or communicate that through some type of medium, whether that's like painting or music or podcast or videography or sculptures, you know, <laughs> yeah, and I guess you have, and, and you and I both have traveled down this place of, like, being maybe so in tune with our emotions, in, in the sense of, like, the enemy can lie to us pretty easy as well, yeah. and, and maybe that's not being in tune, but that's being, <laughs> like, that's feeling everything, yeah, and then the enemy can, like, put you in depressive states, so yeah. I think that's something that 
people don't people avoid talk about like depression or anything that within christians yeah wait you're christian oh but but you're you love god so like yeah you can't be depressed you know yeah. you can't be sad sometimes. or the or the polar opposite where they're like oh it's okay like you know it's like it's either like really really bad or it's just like really really normal mm. and we have to right we have to find like there's a yeah what actually like what does god say about this instead right also feel free to like share anything about yourself i i, I don't <laughs> i don't know how to ask the host like very much questions unless like we were having dinner because i'm on the mic and it's kind of you can ask whatever we this is a conversation really? man yeah it's wow. back and forth when this guy <laughs> is also showing up to ask <laughs> questions um because i really want to know like how you feel about that too like what you yeah. asked me i was i was really thinking about that too because we had a phone call not too long ago just talking about like what has happened this last year yeah. in both of our lives yeah. finding that a lot of things were really similar and i'll ask you keep this in your mind about like is it right for us is it right for um is it right or how can god use that shared shared pain or that shared experience um to build people closer together mm -hmm. um but going back to your question uh this last season being an artist emotions and all everything being thrown at you um this last year i've kind of felt like a uh, i had to battle through feeling like a like very raw nerve just like feeling so like sensitive to, to everything um being thrown at me and um as an artist i really wasn't um i really wasn't creating all that much from that mm. um because i think I've, I've given up the days of like um writing to to get away with things just like i wrote a song so i can stop feeling pain mm. um because i know that there is no personality there there is no person um to you know like you can't no longer can i feel like uh oh yeah i'll just write a song to get rid of the pain and then cast it out there because um, i did that and i remember playing um with my wonderful friends when we were, i was in a band we were playing at a place called hotel vegas in austin and i sung a song right and uh just to a small crowd of people and you know they were nice and responsive to it you know a couple of people drinking whatever um, I just felt so empty after that song was over because mm. I was like, man, I poured my heart into this song. Nobody here knows me, you know, not like, not mm. like I want them to, they still don't get it, you know? And that's, I think that's kind of the trap of some, um, some genres or some artists that, uh, they're constantly like writing with a, with a, with a pain or something like that. Like mm. at some point it should go away. Like that the season should be over with and um it might you know like if you if you're not giving it to the lord it might go away um there's no guarantee for victory um necessarily but i remember that really being something that changed me because the idea was you know i'll write but it was becoming more me than it was the lord right like this song was me and that was hunter's thing and i was proud of it and looking back i'm still like it's pretty cool. Like it was a cool song. Yeah. And I enjoy it. But the feeling of being so like not understood at all, I was like mission not accomplished. Like mm. that didn't land, you know, the way that I wanted it to. And, uh, like we were saying earlier, it, it should appeal like to more than the emotions. Well, at that point it wasn't even appealing to that. And I was just like, I was just a performer and I realized I was like, actually this isn't what I wanted. You know, 
And that's why we should always like strive to be like in love with Jesus first before any of our talents or anything like that. Um, because those other things ultimately like fail us in giving us what we actually wanted right. through the mediums that we've right. used. So you're kind of using music or you think the, the average artist kind of uses music to express something about themselves in a place where they don't feel known. Yeah. But they don't actually ever get that because you only get a sliver. Like I just think of like Kid Cudi, like solo dolo. He's like always talking about being alone, mm. like all this stuff. And he's yeah. like trying to express this to all. And he's doing it in front of, you know, like 100,000 people or, or, you know, something of crazy yeah. proportions, you know, at whatever big festival. And no one actually knows him. Yeah. And it's it's searching for what God can only give us through like, it's so funny how a hundred thousand people can't even give you what God Mm -hmm. can give you, you know? Yeah. It's like a hundred thousand people. Like at least one of those will be able to know me, you know, but no, they don't, (laughs) they don't. Cause you're like a, you're like a universe of thoughts and emotions, like in your own self. And that's a, that's a very vast place to swim in. And you're asking a lot for somebody to dive on in. Right. And, and just God is able to just like see you so well. And I knew that like in the hardest times of my life, like when I looked back, I was like, man, nobody understood me then. But when I was alone in the corner, um, or had a broken home or whatever it was, and I wasn't speaking or I was writing, God was there and he knew and he saw me. Um, but, uh, for, for someone that that's not the reality and they're singing songs and they're expressing themselves. Read, read Schaefer. Like Schaefer honors these people like really, really well while also pointing out the reality of like, this is where they're headed and this is what they're trying to say. Mm. Look at the culture, look at the art. Um, you'll see both a diagnosis, um, but you also see um, something of the prophetic because like we head in this general direction, this area. So think about what's, popular and by popular i mean like what is the trends that people are adopting because normally it comes from there's a lower culture that then gets adopted and then that's like the cool stuff right the and hipsters. yeah yeah <laughs> but like that hipster stuff will come back later yeah and right now it's it's so weird because trendsetters like, bro it's the rolled jeans man yeah oh, remember yeah, when that was first jeans. coming in the cuff <laughs> jeans and it was like dude like if i cuff my jeans well, people look at me funny and people did. They would look at you funny like, what the heck? Yeah. But then it just became like the thing. And now it's like, eh, <laughs> either way. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We're just but for like, a while, it was like the cuff jeans was like a bold move. Yeah. You know, especially in church. I don't know how it is outside of the church community because <laughs> like that's where I dwell. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's a it's funny because it's we're a conglomerate of like styles right now Mm. you know like what is what is hipster you know like we have so many ages from probably the 50s onward is kind of like where we're taking style from now and so like it's almost like we're adopting everyone else's language because we don't have our own to express ourselves and we're getting really really desperate Mm. and you know i don't i don't mean that to sound like uh like i'm being pessimistic about like the future I'm just saying like people are hungry to express themselves in some way, shape or form. Mm. And if they're not satisfied with what has come, um, they might get into a stage where like they're just totally cynical. And I've been in like, I've loved music like that. Um, It's not like this band's going to listen to it. So I'm just going to throw out their name. So like for a long time, my favorite band was Queens of the Stone Age. Mm. 
Mm. It's like a desert rock, like hard rock kind of band, and they had a distinct sound. I love them. They're as old as I am. Like, so I listened to them for a long time, and I remember when I started getting right with God um, around 2014, 2015, and I remember like the music that I listened to and adopted from them made me, I listened to them to feel things that I didn't necessarily feel. Mm. So they gave me like an attitude that I didn't necessarily like want, but I'm now walking around with because this is the anthem of my life, right? Mm. And I realized like they were saying so many things that I, I believed in, like, man, like down with the man, down with fake people or like what's popular, like, cause it's all trash. But what they were giving me was kind of trash too. Like ultimately, like there was no hope in it, you know? Yeah. What are you about to do? No, nothing. nothing. You're like, I was, is that, is that, is that homie well, flying around? Well, Caleb was looking at me funny, so I was just trying to make sure. Oh, yeah? Nope. Okay. I, I was, just, <laughs> I was <laughs> just listening. You got something to say, Caleb? You got something to say, Caleb? Okay, yeah. So, dude, that's, um, as far as, like, you mentioned just a second ago, like, this idea of the lower culture adopting something and becoming popular mm-hmm. and how art, art kind of plays a role in that. So yeah. there's like the philosophers realize it yeah. and then the artists come in and it's like, I, I just immediately think of Drake and how if something you mentioned before is this should be when we make music, it's, it's an expression of what comes from the inside and lyrics are a way to minister to someone's heart. Like, yeah, Music is but a communication device. Like it's totally. so much more, yeah. but like it's communicating something. Well, it's communicating a feeling, a spirit, you know, mm-hmm. or like a like ideas and words. Yeah, like all in one, which we all have yes. ideas and thoughts. Yes. yes, and it's it kind of implanting these ideas into our hearts in in a way that like regular conversation doesn't always do. Yeah. Like for s- some people, like there's like there's there's a reason we sing the ABC song. Because now we remember the ABCs. Totally. Instead of just saying it, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, but I remember when Drake became the number one artist, like, overall, like, and rap for the first time had been the number one genre. And, like, I just realized the culture has shifted from multiple genres being... Mm-hmm the top genre to this one artist kind of being what mm. millions and millions of people listening to. Yeah. And then I started to dive into the lyrics. I'm like, dang, people's life motto is being based off of these lyrics. Yeah. Live for yourself. Yeah. Do this. Cause you want to like go get a bunch of chicks. Like, yeah. and you start living this, you get in your car, you start driving. Yeah. You're he- listening to these songs. You're like, yeah, that's who I am. I'm Drake now. Yeah. And it's like, now you start treating women bad. You start, you know, doing all of these things mm-hmm. because you would start to, you started to soak in mm-hmm. the mottos and mantras from it. Yeah. And, They're like know, germs. Some Christians will be like, oh, well, we're like, I got the Holy Spirit's protecting me. Yeah. It's like, no, you're defying what the Bible says because it says to guard what enters in the body, yeah. you know, to, to watch what, because the eye are the lamp of God. They're the lamp of the body. And if the eye is bad, then the whole body is bad. Yeah. And like just being weary about what we watch and consume. It's like, why would we want to consume something that is not honoring to God? Yeah. Like let's, let's say it's completely okay. Let's say it's not a sin. Why would we want to consume something that's not honoring to God? 
Yeah. That's yeah. that's where we all stand like as Christians we have to make the decision like am I am I doing what I do because like I love the Lord and will mm-hmm. it affect everything that I do? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before like whether it's like um just like your music or small things or what's drinking or whatever it may be like there comes a point where like you face these things that you hold on to that you're like oh it's not that bad or it's mm-hmm. like not doing that much damage in my life mm-hmm. and then you have to wonder like in that little that bad like mm-hmm. what are you fighting for like what is it that you really want mm-hmm. and what are you fighting to keep and so like for somebody that we know like there's value in like lyrics like we know that there's a message and those things are important. And I wrote down some stuff that's like, tell me what you think about these when it comes to bad art um, versus good art. Uh, because I feel like a distinction kind of needs to be made. Um, and this is not like on taste. Obviously, this is not like taste or like, you know, painting is a better form of art to glorify God sure. than sculpting or poetry or narrative. like Or one genre of music versus another. Yes even though my grandma thinks all Christian rap is evil <laughs> just because of the genre. Yeah. Cause it's, it's so hard to know. It's like yeah. they're, they're rapping. So like, you don't, unless you're following along, like you don't know where it's going, yeah. you know, like sometimes you almost listen for like, Oh, here comes the bad words. Well, and think about it. Like when they grew up, like, you know, or when they were, cause rap didn't really emerge until right. like really, you know, the, the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, they had some like prototypes going on around yeah. them, but it hadn't really, you know, taken formed. root. Yeah, and when it when that came out, really came out is N.W.A., <laughs> which wasn't Christian, <laughs> and so like it's associated like oh rap, dude, love evil, the police, bad. and I do I I do want to give benefit of the doubt because most rap is <laughs> not good. <laughs> They're in like. So that's that's the intention, like. It's it's really like what what is your heart for like doing something, like I had a I had a, this is totally off the, like this is not a part of the thing but I once had off a red record. leather jacket <laughs> off the record, <laughs> I once had a red leather jacket, I threw it away, <laughs> after somebody commented on it, and it wasn't even bad they were just mm-hmm. like wow that's awesome, like. But then I just realized that like people were looking at it and I was like, mm. why am I got like it's red, like it's so flashy. I'm like, what's my intention? I had none. I got it because I thought it was cool, you know, and I was hoping people would see it. But that's not what's important. That's not what we're talking about. I'm that's sorry. probably a good move to get rid of that one. <laughs> the, the leather jacket? <laughs> the red leather. You know what? <laughs> Let me get on eBay after this and see what's up. Um, bad art, good art. Hey, you told Here me go. not to get the uh, Baby Yoda beanie. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to explain how I can, like, <laughs> how, how big of a Star Wars fan are you? Not that big. Okay. I just like Baby Yoda. He's cool. Yeah, he's pretty chill. I've seen like three episodes <laughs> of The Mandalorian. So, I mean, he's doing pretty well for himself, Yeah, Baby Yoda. But So, is there something specific you want to go into? No, Baby Okay, because, no. <laughs> like, can you talk more about how music affects our culture and then kind of leads us in one direction or another. Yes. Right now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think this would be important to it because it kind of establishes like a, 
like a basis. Okay, what are we working with here? And so I was kind of writing like, sure. so art is both like tangible and intangible. It is imaginative. Mm. And it brings like to the conscious that, that which is not. Like it brings to the cognitive. Um, something that's bad about art. Statements that overwhelm the art. Narcissism mm. and tokens of meandering. Meaning like I'm offering you places to get lost and not understand. Mm. Um, art that is dirty. Uh, art intended to get you. Like I got you. Um, it is absurd or misleading to look for what is not there. So it like basically sets up a thing like, oh, you're going to find it here, but you don't. And the viewer um, is left feeling like, like, I don't like I don't get it um, all the while, like in the artist's heart. There's like a bitterness of like, yeah, like you don't get it mm. um, kind of thing. But good art, good art that I think like is expressed in the Bible is that it has integrity. It's got beauty. Um, it's time, like it's within time, but it's also timeless. Like it outs, it's outstanding. It outlasts whatever like event that it was created for. Like it just keeps on going. Mm. Um, everything like in Psalms, like even though like we don't sing them the way that they were sung, like it, the our style is different. Um, the content never just like goes out of style. Like what is being sung, like what is being said, gives us truth, and it's beautiful. And it's timeless. And then another thing is just being, um, being honest and genuine is, is basically like key for expression. You know, do you want to so, be understood? So it's like either the art syncs you up more with what's true and what's real mm -hmm. and with reality itself. Yeah. Or it knocks you off of that and takes you somewhere else. Yeah. Like, you know, that's just like good art. Like, it it gets you thinking higher mm. you know and i mean if we're christian like we should probably be on the side that says yeah that's what i want um i mean and even the secular world understands this i'm like wow this is really smart i can appreciate it i can appreciate it for what it is and if it's lazy um then it probably won't last mm. and if it's dishonest it probably won't last you know what i mean yeah, I always thought about that the verse where it's like, "Have not love your noisy gong or clanging cymbal," and I immediately thought mumble rap, because <laughs> none of that's loving, man. <laughs> and then, <laughs> dude, I uh, I'm gonna write some mumble rap now. No, uh, your question was about music and direction. Yeah, culture. Yeah. Most people lead revolutions with some kind of anthem mm. you know whether it be like a like a real one like we're not really on the stakes of maybe like physical like all-out warfare you never know it could be you know stay tuned for the next podcast we'll be talking <laughs> about conspiracy theories uh, <laughs> um political unrest uh but uh i think everybody's sick of politics at this point you are i'm sorry um but we are in an we, I think we are at war right now, but it's oh, very yeah. intellectual. Mm. It's like a war for truth. Yeah, it is, it is a war That's for like war objective truth. Yeah. Um, and in this age, we're just constantly like bombarding ourselves with like ideas, like via the technologies that we use, of course. But um, music's music's music gives us that outlet that we can like rest in the idea, and it kind of like 
forms like a little group and we're like i'm with this group um not just for the musical taste that we have um, but for the attitudes that they represent you know mm. and we see that through like movements particularly because punk rock has that um political appeal you know like it, it's been used in that way people normally associate um satanic stuff with heavy metal um people normally associate country with some good old you know southern comfort like values and mm. stuff like that but we all know that that's not always the case right <laughs> <laughs> this fly bro Dude, this fly start... needs to go get a job <laughs> for real <laughs> I'm gonna start swinging, and I don't care like what I destroy. Dude, it's on your ear, dude. <laughs> this is not cool. He this fly is like on his This fly is like I am ruining this podcast. Can we do it again? <laughs> it's like a fly from Satan, <laughs> dude. Get out of here! Yeah, I rebuke you. Rebuke yeah, why don't we just rebuke it? In the name of Jesus, yeah. Kenneth Copeland, it. Leave COVID. That's right. <laughs> and just blow this fly away with the wind. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't see it now. Maybe it's gone. Well, we will assume the position. All right. It brings back five more because we didn't <laughs> replace. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bailey. You bad. Dude, I want to hear your testimony. Let's 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 pop and lock and drop it, bro. Okay. Glad, please. Dude, well. The trolling only works for people that know <laughs> your personality. For the people that are watching that don't know you. They, they're not going to get it. They're like, is this guy like brain farting? I'm going to rub some <laughs> dirt in your eye. Am I? No. I would love to meet each and every one of you. Hang out. If we could all get in here in this room, I think they would love it. Plug your Tinder, bro. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Just want to say that I, in no way, shape, or form, have ever been part of that. <laughs> I don't even have a blog. That is an ungodly thing. Should I have a blog? No. Thanks, Bailey. <laughs> yeah, but this guy is making one right now. He just you don't want the you don't want the competition, but that's okay. You can blog on my platform if you want. What does that mean? Is you just guest blog? Oh really? You can do that? Yeah. It's common oh practice, gosh. I believe. Common? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. <laughs> Innovation. Okay. That's cool. Um, my testimony. Let's see here. Christian home. Like many. Yeah. Um, I was always enthralled with the idea of God, but I haven't always been an artist and a musician. Like, you know, I didn't come out of the womb with this tiny ukulele, you know? Um, oh yeah, you're going to show some stuff too, aren't you? <laughs> and, uh, and I don't even play ukulele. I know like three chords, by the way. Um, and I, I basically knew, what did I know? Bible stories and left behind books and stuff like that uh we'll get into that right now um i won't get into that at all if i'm ever back i won't get into that but i i will say that uh, my parents gave me a pretty solid foundation to know the lord um when i was a teenager uh they separated and my whole world just like fell apart like it was like somebody dropped me right out of the ivory tower and I'm sitting at the bottom. I got broken legs. I can't go anywhere. Mm. Sometimes I would just do that. Like in my mind, like when I said that, you know, the Lord saw me when I was alone, like, I mean like literally like sometimes I would just kind of like sit in places and not even listen to music, not do anything, just kind of be there. And I just kind of like was saturated in that 
panicked, lost feeling for such a long time. And I just couldn't find anywhere. I was like, where is, where is God? Like in all this, um, I didn't want to go to church. Um, I felt sick to my stomach, the idea of going to one. And, um, I just decided I was going to go do what I wanted to do. Now I, I never like said, well, God's not real. I never said that. I just was like, in my heart, putting that back there. I'm like, I'm not going to let this stop me from doing what I want to do. Mm. Um, and so I did, I did those things like bad things in excess and was an awful person. Mm. And I remember just like having extreme like bouts of insomnia for months. Right. And through all of that, you might say, you know, he had a guilty conscience for doing bad things. And most people like get to that point. But if you tread over your conscience again and again and again, and you make that path a little neater, um, you won't feel as bad for doing something, you know? Sure. Like if you, if you drink or smoke, if you're having sex outside of marriage, just like if you keep doing those things, like you might feel aggravated, but you'll still be able to do them because God doesn't hold a gun up to your head and say, Hey, don't do that. Um, he's just, he is inviting us to close relationship with him. And, um, I found the Lord doing the same thing through my bugged conscience, but it was really this. It wasn't, oh, Hunter, you're such a good Christian kid. You're doing bad things. Like, you should stop. You know, your conscience is telling you. Um, it was the Holy Spirit reminding me of what I actually had because I would think of my dad, like my actual dad. I love my dad, and I hate to see him heartbroken. And some of these things, I was like, man, you think about telling your dad all these things that you do or all that you are right now and watch him get torn apart. That haunted me every night and I wouldn't sleep because of that thought mm. and I realized not at the moment um, when I had the language to after getting in Chi Alpha I had the language to say oh this was the heart of God I was seeing the heart of God through someone on you know like planet earth that I actually like had this relationship with and because God is so grateful to use language that like we get like if he is like a father then I can understand that mm. way better now and so like but it took a while because I got right with God in like 2014 I got baptized um, Christmas Eve and from that point on I was like no I don't want a dirty conscience anymore I don't want to like live this way I want something good like I want what's good and I like where where's the goodness at and I threw that after that I still had dreams that's when I really started rocking and rolling like with my friends because mm. uh, we were kind of Christian you know like make Christian music um, even though I didn't really like Christian music I was like why you guys want to make Christian music like it's so lame uh, then somebody hooked me up with John Mark McMillan my friend Jacob thank you um, but I still had dreams and I still wanted to live for self to an extent yeah you know um, and I started to look around and wonder there's a serious call in the Bible for us to make Jesus known and he's changed my life and where is that around me and I couldn't find it and and a whole like an urgency to make the gospel known right like and that's what I really wanted I wanted a real way to live out the Christian life it's like where is it and how can I do it but after like giving up multiple times I'm just like well I guess there's no way that I can actually like be this disciple maker there's no way that I can actually like um, be a part of like what God's doing worldwide then I just kind of resolved to live my dream be a rock star you know go to Nashville 
and we did that and we did all those things and made some music and it was all fine and well until the dream started to make me feel really bitter really lonely mm. like that example i gave you earlier and that was when i was going to school at a&m it's like my second year um, most of my friends were either going to Sam or in San Marcos or they were working, um, about to get married. And so like, I wasn't making any long-term friends at A&M. Dude, I wanted to leave. I, I thought of so many things. I was going to go to barber school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to transfer to Sam Houston, right? Um, I was going to keep doing music. I did a little bit more music with my friend Jacob. We would play at like coffee shops in San Marcos and all that music, we didn't put it on Spotify. We put it on reverb nation you familiar Mm-mm. it's like a platform that really helps like artists get um like booking and stuff like that oh, like okay. it helps them get known and so like we put stuff out there um all the while i just really want to leave a&m until i had my buddy robert um introduce me to this ministry called chi alpha mm. and i'm like cool but inside i'm like man what if they're just like fake (laughs) what if they're like a like a youth group that doesn't care about jesus like what if i find Mm. them doing the same things that i told the lord i wasn't going to do anymore Mm. what happens if i find out that like i'm i'm fake too or like all these things so i did end up going and i did meet my small group guy james and throughout the entire like first few weeks that i'm hanging around i'm leaving early from things because i got to commute home um i'm looking for every excuse to be like, like these people aren't for real they didn't love God. And I would hear Eli preach, and I would be blown away. And I'm like, man, that dude's cool. And he's still like one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. Like, But I just remember at one point, I, I don't think it was actually until like we went to Lano for a retreat where we were starting to becoming small group leaders that I finally realized, I was like, man, these people are for real. And they mean what they say, and they're serious about Jesus. It wasn't before that I, I finally I finally gave up like what I wanted because God had given me this new way of serving him. Because I said before, like I wanted to figure out how to walk the Christian life and to do what the Lord asked us to do. And I knew that here was the opportunity. So when James, my small group leader, said, hey, I want you to be a small group leader too. Being the man of faith that I am, I said, no. like why do you want me to do this no if i do this i'm committed Mm. and that's what it meant and it was a it was a small death but i like i did it and i was so glad that i did i stopped playing music for months um no guitar i just didn't care because what i had found was like so much greater in small group leading and like discipling it was such a gift like, Lord, how have you been hiding this from me for so long? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where have I been, you know? What What did that feel like in comparison to your, like, craft? Um, you know, like chewing mint gum and then drinking cold water. Mm. Yeah. Like, you mean like the music? Like, what, what about small group leading was so much more enrich, mm-hmm. enriching than than the music oh yeah okay so that's that personal aspect of having friends Mm. that really love the lord and And they were actually becoming known yeah and (laughs) and i'm not saying that i didn't know like christians who love god before 
um, I came to Chi Alpha, but it was rare that somebody picked me and said, I want you to be my friend and I'm going to disciple you. I'm going to teach you about Jesus. We're going to have fun. Mm. And James, my small group leader, <laughs> we saw him at a wedding a few weeks ago and I was like, how'd you do it? Like, you never seem stressed at all. And he was like, really? I'm like, yeah. And he was like, well, I was freaking out the entire time because <laughs> I would come over and he always had time for me. Mm. Like, even when I didn't want to be his friend, I was a punk. I was still wearing a lot of leather and uh, <laughs> just didn't care for for board games or stuff like that. Leather but pants, bro? For leather pants. Did I, you have leather pants? Oh, my god! No, no, but I had some leathery boots, you know, <laughs> and and kind of dressed like a punk, you know. But, yeah, we were just two polar opposites, and yet um, he grew on me because he was a friend that actually wanted my time, mm-hmm. and not only that, like he wanted my heart too. Mm-hmm. And so through that, I was introduced to a lot of other people that made me feel like I was at home. You know, it wasn't just James, and it wasn't just my small group. It was what he had brought me into. And it's like it says in, in 1 John, it's like we're testifying here of a relationship a fellowship that's happened before time. It's like the love of the father and the love of the son and, you know, the Holy spirit, they're all there and they all had this love with one another that we're inviting you into. So it's always been there. Um, that relationship has always been going on and I was invited into that. Mm. And so that, that was the difference. You know, I didn't have to strive for myself out in the wilderness trying to make a name like, Oh, this Hunter Lara dude is a great musician. So creative, so different, so unique. Lara. <laughs> you can say Lara. That's Lara. 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 So what did you think? Um, now that you've got a moment to stew on it. Sharing hurts. Like those deep emotional pains. Yeah. Bringing friends together. Is it right? Does it do its job? You know? That sort of exchange. I'm having a hard time asking what like I I don't I don't think it is bad or good i think those are just things. just is yeah those are just things it's like emotions aren't emotions i think in essence are immoral or not immoral but like they don't they don't subscribe to a certain moral you know yeah like feeling like, bad is not inherently I'm gonna kill this guy punch the microphone can i get it they barely don't do it for those of you oh, listening, wild, wild west. I thought you had it. <laughs> Why is the guy so crafty? <laughs> that dude. Um, no, I think, you know, I do think we can share too much with certain people. It's a good point. You know, I, yeah. I do think so. Um, you got to be really careful about guarding your heart and, and maintaining that, like, because, you know, I think having a right self-image of yourself yeah. and and a correct identity uh, about your relationship with God really kind of makes you more uh, aware of who and how often or in what capacity you're giving yourself away. Yeah. And so I think you can give people too much before time. So mm. if, like you meet someone, you're like, Hey, here's all of my dirty laundry. Here's this, 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 this. They're just like, yeah. uh, what? And it's not only like maybe it'll ruin that relationship, but it's more of like yeah, you're actually investing or you're trusting that person with parts of you, your story, like mm-hmm. things that have shaped you. And 
you're entrusting them to keep that yes and a lot of times (laughs) that's a lot for people to hold yeah and i i don't think it's always right to give people all that to hold even if they ask for it you know some people ask for it they don't really know what they're getting into yes and they they think certain things are true they like they're like yeah and they agree but it's it's when they take a moment to really think about it they're like wait and i think a lot of times too when you do that it reveals like man this person is very self-aware they know a Mm. lot about who they are you know because they can look at all this stuff and then they've crafted this you know uh, through through the you know holy spirit this very accurate idea of like who they are and who they're becoming and who god is and Mm. what god wants for them and it's it's a secure thing but it can also make people that aren't secure in that insecure in that Mm. and so it's it can be troublesome sometimes when you share so much and they're just like I, I don't know how to get there yet. You mean like sharing too much about like themselves or like an idea, you know, like, like what's, like, what's an example? Or, like Not what's necessarily ideas, but just like the, the places, the raw parts about you. Yeah. Like, you know, like in, in a dating relationship, like don't share more <laughs> than the relationship can hold. Yeah. Like especially this, on date one. <laughs> You're just like, here's a list of why I'm trash, and I hope you still love me <laughs> after that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, uh, like, guard your heart above yeah. all else, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you can, your heart can get you into situations that aren't beneficial, that aren't aligned with truth. And, yeah. like, this idea yeah. that feelings and emotions are always real mm-hmm. and always lead to truth is just completely false. It's unbiblical, 100%. And we're so led by emotions these days that we think we're like, oh, yes, this feels so good. It feels so right. And it's like, yeah, death tastes pretty good, doesn't it? Whoa, you know? Really? <laughs> like, Chill. Not always that, not always yeah. that intense, but, but <laughs> you can, you know, let your heart get too, like, involved, like, in friendships or whatever, like, I think Cole was talking about this as far as small group guys. Like there isn't a certain amount that you invest in these guys. And then Mm -hmm. one one day they just don't show up anymore. And it's like, what the heck? Yeah. Or like the amount, like even with family and stuff like that, like you see, so I'm sure a ton of people watching this has certain family members that don't know the Lord. And you're like, you're, you're heartbroken for them. True. Because you know what's coming. Yeah. And you wish it was easy to tell them, but it's like so much harder when you're in their family for some reason, mm-hmm. because there's all this context. They've seen you when you were young. They're like, oh, I know you. You're that's who you are. You know, it's not this reborn person. It's the, yes. And uh, and I think honestly, sometimes you have to guard your heart in the sense of how much pressure you put on yourself of you reaching that person, like. Honestly, some people just don't want the truth. And it doesn't mean don't spread the truth to them and spread yeah. the gospel. But you cannot put all that weight on your own heart about the result of them becoming saved. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these circumstances. So do I think, you know, long-winded answering mm-hmm. your question, do I think, you know, sharing deep emotions are bad? No. But I think pick and choose who you share those with. Yeah, for sure. I think they can be wrong when we tie ourselves to them as being 
that's what unifies us mm. is the pain that we feel and that happens when people leave like um if you are in ministry and you've discipled somebody and you know that people have walked away sometimes there's an attitude that people share of like oh we've walked away from this together mm. and then we get into like rebellious territory where it's like we're not a part of this thing and that's what makes us a part of like one another but right. it's not it's not a lasting sort of unification it really doesn't have any grounds it won't stand like the test of knowing you for who you are mm. that's really a, that's a good point because it's like what are we unified by mm -hmm. i think we don't ask that question much it's like be unified okay unto what end mm -hmm. you know like, why are we being unified? Is right. It, you know, and that's the world doesn't have any answers for that. Mm. The world doesn't have any answers for like why we need to like join together, why we need to continue our existence, why we right. need to strive for this, why we why we love, why we feel pain. Um, I was thinking about it earlier as a, as a really like out there thought. But our, our job as creators is to bring like that kingdom of God, like wherever we go into places where it's not there. So in a sense, we're always creating sort of this spiritual atmosphere. And so for the Christian, that's that's a great privilege. That's a that's an awesome mission. Like you're agents of light. You get to take that with you wherever you go mm. and change like for for God, like for the better. Not because you're in there with like a hammer and a wrecking crew. You're in there to like bestow crowns upon people of honor to show them like what they're made for. And that's a cool thing. I know I've said like Schaefer's name before already, but if you read Schaefer, like you'll understand what I'm what I'm talking about when I'm like like the way he talked about artists, philosophers. There's something about the image of God in everyone, um, even if it's not shown, like it's been marred or it's it's been have mud thrown on it. Mm. It's still it's still there. There's a dignity that God has given man that he's bringing them back to. You know, he didn't, it says, I didn't send my son into the world to condemn it, but by through him that it would be saved. And so there's not this man is trash and I'm throwing it all out. It's a man is made for higher things. And just because like he's used his nature to choose that which is twisted does not mean that he still internally and inherently wasn't meant for what God had prepared for him. And so that's what, that's what we do is like creators. And when we unify over that which is twisted, doesn't give us a right image of ourselves. Doesn't give us a right image of God either. You know, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> it's kind of like what some genres are about, you know? It gives you that rebellious spirit. But there's right. nothing about truth or like fixing it that gives us any hope that it'll get better. Mm. Do I want to be bitter with you, like holding hands <laughs> as angry men till we die? I do not. No. Mm -hmm. I like what we have right now. It's special. <laughs> what me and Bailey have. <laughs> good stuff 100 100 keep it 100 <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's talking about 100 degrees that's All what day, i'm saying baby. are you translating for me <laughs> i don't know any lingo <laughs> but it's such a like i'm really grateful for the relationship that i have with you right now mm. and you came out of nowhere like i talked to you at one <laughs> of the workouts just like ah oh, this is the podcast guy i was super blown away and i really was like kind of i wouldn't say starstruck but I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm just like, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Like, mm. I, cause I've known this before I knew you. Mm. And so like doing that, I, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that you felt like kind of honored 
and I wasn't making fun of you. I don't yeah. know. Did it come across like no. I was like joshing you? No. And then, yeah, I, I saw you at church after that. Yeah. Not too long. You're like, oh, look, it's Bailey Mullins or something like that. And then you're like, oh, something about the pod. You're like, who's coming on the podcast next? I was like, you want to? <laughs> and you're like, what? Is he actually asking this? I think, but my biggest goal is like, I I really just want people to be able to hear these conversations where mm. people get raw and real yeah. and like even learn more about who you are, you know? And I think my biggest, my, honestly, my biggest goal with like, this is different than my goal mm. in like community. Like I feel like in the past I've been very n- n- known of. Yeah. Or like a lot of people knew of me. Yeah. But I didn't, wasn't very known and i i feel a lot it feels a lot different now because i don't know just the the aspect in which our community like lives it's like really this doesn't even matter you know it's just a medium in which to talk more better about our god like better about our dad you know this is and so it's like the cool factor comes from the fact that we're loving God more, mm. that we're like discovering more about God. Like that is what makes it cool. It doesn't matter that we're on microphones, that it's live streamed <laughs> or it's on YouTube or it's on a screen. Oh like, yeah. That's been brought down by the fly. Like all the, <laughs> yeah, all, <I> know. <laughs> all the, like the grand stuff about it. I'm like, I'm being messed with by a fly, fly. on Bailey's podcast. And those on the audio are just going to be super confused at the awkward yeah. pauses. It's no, true. Yeah, it's true. The, uh, I love you, Caleb. <laughs> The the I was actually thinking about that. I was like, the fly is kind of perfect for for <laughs> for me and Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> like, like really bringing it down. Just kind of gave a little like break break the ice a little bit with this oh, yeah. fly. It's like he's Hunter was probably gonna bring that that level of awkward silence anyway. Oh yeah, I thought you meant Hunter <laughs> was gonna bring that fly. I, I brought him in a little cage and I just went. <laughs> he was yeah. planning on uh-huh. bringing more, but they yeah. got out in his you house. Know, you know, true. it didn't really show up until uh, he got here. And it's just hard mm. to raise flies. And I figured, you know, we had lots of like off the wall sort of topics. And I know some of the things that we tossed around were like uh, relationships and dating, um, respective like ministries, like I do what you do. Yeah. Um, stuff like that and dude i just think it's crazy <laughs> i can think about stuff that we've talked about and and you you said it too just like man we should talk about this mm-hmm. like for others and that's been really cool too because i've yeah. never and it's not just because like the podcast thing but it, it kind of is because it's the outlet we're using yeah. right now but it's kind of funny you know how you can say that to respective artists and then say oh let's do this well yeah as far as like like I was like depression or relationships. It's mm-hmm. like not a lot of people are talking about that. And yeah. you can't just like, you know, someone's talking about that and you just come stand by and like, Hmm, how's it getting? Oh no, don't mind me. I'm just listening. It's like, <laughs> but this, it's like, we're inviting yeah. you. Hey, come literally like stand or yeah. like sit and, and listen to, to this conversation because I mean, that that's what I, I was like. Okay. People are dealing with these things mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. But nobody's talking about it because yes. nobody wants to get raw and real because nobody wants to think that they're dealing with that. Yes. Because they believe <laughs> that if people know that, then it'll be worse. They'll be worse off. Yeah. In, in whatever department it is. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, just want to open up our rib cage a little bit, let you see what's inside. And then, because like for that, um, 
for like the weird stuff about like dating and, and relationships and romance, I had like a, which we're not going to have time to do at all. Yeah. But I, I made sure that what like is I, your Christmas party. Uh, 6.30. Okay. Cool. Uh, I made sure to have like a, like a segue into that, but it came naturally by, by just like studying what I was studying, watching some like videos from Francis Schaeffer talking about the Renaissance and just about like art and romance mm. and these, and these two things that I, I haven't, I haven't completed yet. But one thing that I want to do right now is compare, um, a romance that developed through certain ages in time. Like, uh, have you read Dante's Inferno? No, but I, I've heard great things. <laughs> it's a trip. <laughs> uh, outside of that, like Dante is that C.S. Lewis or no? no that, that his name, uh, this Dante, uh, and it's about the dude that goes into the depths of, you know. Okay. The, the, is it a Christian book or no? Um, it's more political. Okay. It, um, there's a lot of fear mongering. Mm. There's definitely Christian notions and allegory and, and images like that. At the same time, he's putting it on the same level as the secular, like the, like the biggest betrayers in hell, like the ones that are suffering the most. I'm sorry. The, the people that are suffering most are the betrayers. There's Judas along with the people that killed Julius, you know, like Brutus, like the people that killed Julius Caesar. So there's like this level of, Oh, like bringing these two things together. And one thing I thought about today was how this guy um, was fascinated, and it talks about this in the story, uh, someone named Beatrice. He had never really known her at all, but there was a lot of romance that's been driven into these, in the story for this person that he does not know. He married somebody totally different than this person, and but it brings to life these um, these ideas of romance, like there's one over here, like there's this extremely like um, idealized spiritual love, and then there's this physical love that they're that they're bringing. And I was thinking about what if I read Song of Solomon, and I love this book, I really do. Um, well, how is the love contrasted here with that? Mm. Like, what is the idea here? And since we're like we're not talking about that today, I won't get into that part. The art part of it is the fact that Song of Solomon is an art form by which to tell this story, mm. by which to tell this narrative. And through that, you see like when you get wrong ideas and you put them in art versus right ideas and putting them in art and the things that they produce, like the kind of fruit that they produce. And you can look at Song of Solomon unashamedly, maybe a little, you know, cheekily, but also just like for what it is, it's in the Bible. God loves it. God loves relationships. Um, you know, like dive on in, dive dude, on in. Don't dude, be scared. I, you're just making me think of that that Christian guy meme video <laughs> with Song of Solomon. Like, He's like, oh, maybe yeah. a little one-on-one Bible study. Song of Solomon. Song. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> so you're reading that C.S. Lewis book? Yeah, I've already read it, but I want to show you what God spoke to me through it. Yeah, it, it was because of that that I started thinking <laughs> about like some of these things, which is kind of hilarious, but yeah. All right, uh, we're going to do some quick rapid fire, and then we'll get you out of here. Okay. Cool? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you? Favorite superpower? My favorite superpower? Man, I just want to fly. Fly? Yeah. Like, with, like, actual wings, organic wings, mm. that'd be the best. If they grew for my body, you know, and not some kind of, like, mechanic <laughs> thing, just, like, all natural wings. So not, like, Superman, like, actual wings. 
I just don't know how you would control that. Like, how do I tell myself that <sighs> you work a spiritual or like mental muscle to fly? I mean, about it. I mean, it seems like Jesus is going to fly. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> I feel like sitting down with giant wings on your back would be very uncomfortable, but that's just me. Or maybe really comfortable because it can just like, you know, like give you lumbar support. Yeah. Maybe. The entire time. What I'm saying is just turn me into a bird. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So you, you would want to like turn into a bird and then be able to turn back into a human. Okay, now that's a little weird. That sounds like witchcraft. Next question. <laughs> He's good into heresy right, right. now. <laughs> Preferred landscape. Oh. And why? Wow. Yeah. Like ge- geographically, I love the piney woods. Mm. Um, give me a lakefront, you know, property. Mm. Piney woods. That's kind of been the ideal. You know, it's the thing that you want to use to escape. But you know, having been in ministry and like having been in the cities where the people are, it's hard to say that you know I'd be totally at peace being in like those locations right but they're wonderful they're wonderful um for the seasons that they serve like they're not should not be just like getaway things to get away from everything it should be times of refreshment Mm -hmm. and the property that i showed you like i take a lot of friends out there and i've had small group out there Mm -hmm. Um, i want to go out there soon i would love for you to go out there um it's beautiful um it's an inheritance for me and throughout the summer i would go out there to be with the lord Mm. um not just like, you know, I'm not in my prayer closet closing my eyes. I'm out there with my eyes open and realizing like so much life going on around me. And I'm like, I'm out there hanging out with God. I love it. It's peaceful. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you? So why why do you think people, like so many people answer ocean more than they do lake? It's just because they haven't experienced like what's so great about the lake. You know? Oh, I didn't know people like oceans so much like beach. great song yeah the beach man they, the beach. they love the beach oh that's like a very you know tourist vacation i have nothing against beaches um i think they're pretty cool uh yeah. i don't have beach bod yet so that might be like why i'm like you know like it's maybe, more of a lake bod yeah <laughs> i can get away Never with it at the lake somebody say like he's got that lake bod right now <laughs> He's not yet perfected <laughs> beach bod. Dude, the, so many people go to the beaches um, like during the summer times. That's like, it's just a popular like tourist place and it is beautiful. You look out and the ocean's so big, but like, you know, you got sand right here. It's a bright sunny day. Maybe yeah. there's some palm trees. It's so easy just to kind of get in the water, get out. Um, I just don't like crowds if you're having like if you want that soothing right like i'm i'm here with a purpose and that's to spend time with the lord and just enjoy myself and and there are times where i'm all i'm like i want to spend time with god but i also want to enjoy my friends i I guess i'm just like a piney woods like i love east texas you know yeah all right you don't have to answer this one but i i think you are everybody seems to answer it anyway they do yeah biggest insecurity and why, if you have any? My biggest insecurity. Yeah. <laughs> it's always prefaced with, like, obviously God's working on these things, but if, like, you know. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. What? 
Uh, my biggest insecurity needs the lyrics. is you, you were doing a pretty good freestyle yesterday i was about me oh yeah <laughs> i was i can really do that maybe if we live too long we see similar faces crowded in cities but loveless and empty spaces D-Bar is calling me You caused the tide of my love Before I could show it And what kind of heart changes minds In only one moment Biggest insecurity is my, <laughs> my probably my voice. Really? Yes. Dude, you're great. I uh, I did some serious damage to my vocal cords a few years ago, mm. and they just um, it won't close properly. Like whenever you speak, they just they bounce and they reverberate. Like sorry, hmm. that's weird. Um, <laughs> but mine they don't. They have a space hmm. in between them, and I, I learned how to speak. I went to speech therapy, and then I went to some vocal training. Um, <laughs> but whenever I see myself, like probably like when I watch this later, uh, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily like the way that it comes out sometimes. And I'm like, whoa, pal, that's not how we like speaking to myself. Sure. Like that's not how we thought about it later. Like that's not what I intended to sound like. But it's it just the way that it comes out. And um, there's probably some more like vocal training I could do, mm. and I'll probably get back on that. Just some of my favorite singers aren't like great vocalists. But they're great storytellers. I feel like most people think that about themselves, though. That they don't like their voice? Yeah. I like my voice. I feel like I had to hear, hear mine, like, a ton before uh-huh. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm kind of dull to it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. People say that a lot. Especially when they have, they're recording themselves. But they're like, let me see how I hear. And then you use, like, an old school, like, flip phone microphone. They're like, let me see what I sound like. And then it's like... No, that's not how you sound. Yeah. Like you have to get like a high quality microphone to like really yeah. hear what you sound like. And honestly, I, the microphones sometimes make you sound better than you actually would in in real life. <laughs> yeah, I it's sometimes you know more than others. There are certain songs that I'm like, yeah, I sounded pretty good in that. And then mm. that I just haven't figured out why yet. And mm. if it wasn't the the songs, it it would probably be like um my my tendency to be extremely i don't know like goofy uh even in like intense situations but i i try to use that to, to opposite to minister in the opposite spirit mm. especially like if i'm at the bars or something and somebody's like really being mean yeah i'm i'm trying to like you know calm it down or whatever and so sometimes i wonder i'm like man do i look like a dork right now but that's something really cool and i, I guess we can kind of I know you have to go, but I, I, I really want to hear about the bar ministry. Like, yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah, and also tough. Something that I don't know if I'm necessarily cut out for. <laughs> yeah, um, if I if I ever have the opportunity to come back, um, that's something I'd like to talk about. It's unique and it's fun, and I think that God really shows you how to kind of like put yourself to the side. 
like because yeah. because i didn't think about that at first but when i thought about it i was like oh yeah sometimes i do this but you know that's never my primary concern when being out there and you know who cares like if you you know you look like a fool like ultimately or if you sound like you know like you're not have the angelic voice yeah. that you want because you know you're out there serving the lord and you're making sure these people know that jesus came out with a purpose like I feel like most of them, like, especially if they're not receptive, probably won't remember anyway. Well, you know, some of them are totally, like, you know, thrashed right there. So, yeah. <laughs> But it's like, you know, sometimes you do leave an impression. And I think yeah. the biggest thing is being able, whatever you do, whatever you do. Was the camera on me? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> thanks, Caleb. I love you, Caleb. Um, is whatever you do, having the confidence to be, like, the Lord has not forgotten about you and I'm here because I'm representing him and like he came for you. He's not forgotten you. Like this isn't done. And that's what made a difference in like one dude's life. He tried to do philosophy, like talk with me. I love it, but I wasn't about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's late at night and I'm just like, Hey man, the ball's in your court because Jesus is still walking these streets and like he's not stopped his ministry and neither will I, <laughs> mm. but yeah dude any last words for the kids at home um by the way colin did ask uh, a little while ago if you're gonna make it to the christmas party (laughs) i will be there (laughs) and i'll see you there um i don't know bailey for the kids at home what would you want to or caleb like what would you want to wrap it up and say give us a wrap up caleb well um i think just going off of what we've talked about um we we're not saying that emotions are necessarily bad, but what we are saying is that um, when we dwell too much in emotions or overshare or spend so much time where it's like, yes, this is me. I'm this dark and brooding and painful person. Mm. That is not healthy. Mm. And as artists, as creators, and as people who, ha- who God has called according to his purpose— we need to work through our emotions and then be able to glorify God in every single thing we create, whether yeah. it is music or art or or writing or really anything. God wants to shine through that, and we have the opportunity to to glorify God through whatever we do in life mm-hmm. and if we do that, then he's going to bless that and use that in amazing ways to touch people's hearts. And that is my passion. That is Bailey's passion. That is Hunter's passion. And that is our calling and our purpose for life. Yeah. That's good. That was good. good. Don't let the whole creative thing be daunting. Mm. I know some people feel like they're not artists, but... I think the Lord has many things to use. Ask God about it. Yeah, that's true. Just like <laughs> ask the Lord, like, hey, like, how can I be creative? Yeah. And I think he'll answer. I think he'll show you. Boom. Hunter. And that is God's heart for the artist. Hunter yeah. Lar. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Bailey. God's heart for the artist. Thank you for coming on. Let of course. A little, little handshake. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with your grandma yeah as always your grandma needs to hear these things and grandpa because they're super relevant 
to to that generation of people. Don't <laughs> don't send this episode to any of your peers. Like <laughs> we don't need more young people. No, I'm joking. No, oh like if gosh. you if you feel like you really like this, uh, it means the world to us if you share it. Uh, it helps us more than anything. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a rate and review. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. And obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a subscription. Uh, thumbs up. Uh, you just give me a little thumbs up. But most of all, just share it with someone. It'll mean the world to us, and it'll help us out a lot. Uh, it just helps spread what we're doing here so we can reach more people. I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to Hunter and I today, and thank you to y'all for who stuck around. So see you guys next time. Actually, Thursday, we have uh, a guy that is currently in seminary coming on, so he gets to nice. share his experiences of that. And then thir- uh, Tuesday and Thursday, we're releasing those two episodes, the old dead guy episode and the SWAT team episode. And they're going to be good. Yes, you Ryan Jones them. and Daniel Owen. Boom. See you guys later. Share with your grandma. <laughs>